Welcome to the Creepy Cryptic Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the creepy, the cryptic, the mysterious, and the macabre. I'm your host, Ron, joined always by Clancy. Hi, everyone. Each episode, one of us will have a topic that the other doesn't know much about, and today we'll be talking about Nessie's North American cousin, Bessie, the Lake Erie monster. I'm so excited, especially since it's nearby where we are. Uh, definitely. It's going to be really, it's a really interesting, um, really interesting topic. A lot of sightings, a lot of interesting research. I'm really excited to talk about it. Awesome. <laughs> First, let's give a little background about Lake Erie itself. Lake Erie is the fourth largest lake by surface area of the five Great Lakes of North America and the 11th largest globally. Situated on the international border between Canada and the United States, Lake Erie's northern shore is the Canadian province of Ontario with the United States of Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania and New York on its western, southern, and eastern shores. Now. Let's talk about Bessie herself. Bessie is also known as the Great Snake of Lake Erie, the Lake Erie Monster, South Bay Bessie. Most Beth- Bessie sightings happen in South Bay area along the Ohio coast near Lake Erie Island. Over the centuries, people have described Bessie in many ways. Some say she has a dog-like head and large fins. Some even say she has human-like arms. Her color has been reported as gray, copper, or silver. One thing that's fairly consistent across the sightings is her long snake-like body that measures anywhere from 5 to 18 meters long, 16 and a half feet to 59 and a half feet. So she's she's pretty big. Yeah, geez. And I was going to say that like dog-like head and large fins sounds adorable at first, but then when you said human-like arms, that's just absolutely not (laughs) not adorable whatsoever um but like any type of even if it was a cute like dog head and like big floppy fins anything like that long would be so scary oh yeah um cryptogeologists often believe that the lake monsters are surviving relatives to plesiosaurus uh so the same type of dinosaur some people figure that nessie is uh, a huge mm-hmm. marine reptile with a long neck that was supposedly went extinct with the dinosaurs. Bessie has been a subject of superstitious sailors, drunk tourists, and newspaper hoax for over a century. Uh, but the legend of the serpentine creature living in Lake Erie originated with First Nations cultures. Uh, the First Nations groups in Lake Erie region, particularly the Iroquois tribe, would speak of the Onyare, a water spirit that lives in the Great Lakes. The name Onyare is a Mohawk word for snake. Hmm. Uh, the Onyare is described as a horned-like snake that breathes both poison and fire. The Onyare is said to capsize canoes and devour humans, though the creature will sometimes spare travelers who make great enough offerings. So it's interesting that there's like um, there is a connection there to the natives that live around there. Yeah. Um, that it's not just something brought over by the Europeans. Yeah, there was like, there's the different origins of it almost. Mm -hmm. So it makes it uh, interesting that is it natural or is it supernatural? Yeah. Is it the spirit or is it a plethiosaur? 
or something else entirely. Well, and it sounds so different too, though. The descriptions, like the Native American descriptions, were seem more based in like this aggressive, like fire, like poison creature. But the other one, it just seems, um, it's still big, but it doesn't seem as aggressive. At least well, not we'll yet. Get to, uh, <laughs> we'll get to some some interesting things uh, potentially here. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get on to some sightings. The first recorded sighting of Bessie occurred in 1793, and more sightings have occurred intermittently in greater frequency in the last three decades. While shooting ducks in the north of Sandusky, Ohio in 1793, the captain of a sloop called the Felicity startled a large snake-necked creature described as more than a rod, 16 and a half feet in length. In July 1817, a crew of a schooner reported a 30 to 40 foot long serpent, dark in color, and later that year, another boat crew spotted a similar animal, this time copper-colored and 60 feet in length. This time, they shot it with a musket, which had no visible effect. Okay, wow. And so, and it didn't rear back on them and try and fight them or anything? It just kind of slinked into the water? Apparently, it just disappeared into the okay. deep. Okay. Well, the thing is, is Lake Erie technically is one of the smallest Great Lakes, and also one of the shallowest. Um, it's, but at some point, it still goes down to 210 feet. So it's still pretty deep. Yeah. Like, it, there's a lot of space for it I was going to say, it sounds like it's still, like, deep enough and wide enough for, for it to hide something. Definitely. Um, it's also interesting because it, ha- it doesn't feed into the ocean whatsoever. Mm. Um, it connects to rivers that eventually do, but the lake itself has no direct feed to the ocean. So it's all fresh water. So it wouldn't be anything that wiggled its way in there. It's definitely its own creature. It, it, exactly. It'd have to be something that's lived there for a while. Hmm. A third sighting in 1817 uh, it took place near Torlendo. Uh, when a French settler's two brothers named Dussault encountered a huge monster on the beach, withering in what they took to be its death throes, the brothers described being between 20 and 30 feet in length and shaped like a large surgeon, except that it had arms. The panicked brothers fled the scene, and when they returned later, the creature had disappeared, presumably carried off by the waves after its death. All that was left to its presence were marks on the beach and a number of silver scales about the size of a silver dollar. Oh, jeez. So, like, like that's, that's yeah, pretty Yeah, so there was like, actually, like, evidence this time of something, at least. At least something. There is very large sturgeon in Lake Erie, so, like, I wonder, uh, really, if it was just a really big sturgeon mm-hmm. that they saw. But 20 to 30 feet would be, like, that'd be, insane. Yeah, that'd be bananas. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, too, that it, they describe it having arms. Yeah, like, where where would those have come from? And, like, if it is... That's so frustrating that if it was in its death throes that they didn't 
stay and like wait if anything wait for it to pass away and kind of have the body there to show people because it sounds like such a huge discovery if you see this ginormous thing with arms that you know should not have arms just flailing on the beach like I guess I understand running away but at the same time so frustrating it's it's interesting too because this is like 1817 so like it it's they could have watched the, like it die and seen the body but there was no photography or anything back then so trying to prove it to other people what they I saw I guess we just have like drawings of it or something or exactly yeah. but still it'd be nice to have something even, even they like, could have preserved maybe something even if it was just like the head and an arm or or something like well they describe even like that there's scales but even like over that time probably this like there's no way those scales are still no that's true (laughs) that's true they probably didn't even keep the scales well that's frustrating (laughs) an extraordinary sighting took place by the entire crew of a ship board from Buffalo, New York to Toledo, Ohio uh, in July 1892, which was carried by a local newspapers. Uh, the crew, including the captain, saw a large area of water approximately one mile, one and a half mile ahead of them, uh, churned up and foaming. As they approached, they saw a huge sea serpent that appeared to be wrestling about in the water as if it was fighting an unseen foe. They observed as the creature relaxed itself and stretched out to its full length an estimated 50 feet, uh, 50 feet and 4 feet in circumference, and its head sticking up above the water an additional 4 feet. A brownish creature's eyes were described as viciously sparkling, and large fins were also noted. Hmm. So an entire crew saw it and told, like, told the local newspapers about it that's crazy like an entire ship seeing you know this creature and 50 feet plus being four feet in circumference so it's four that's a that's That's a a huge and then another four feet because like i'm just trying to imagine it and that would be absolutely terrifying first but like oh yeah especially since you see it struggling in the water like it's fighting something like. And, like, I'm trying to think of what reason these people would have to lie about it. Like, there's not really a reason. They're not going to get, like, fame and fortune from this one time seeing a giant snake water beast creature. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's so crazy, too, that it's, like, not just one, but the entire, entire ship saw it. And, like... I imagine, like, ships back then weren't that mm-hmm. big. Like, they weren't that crazy big, especially on the lakes. Um, especially on Lake Erie. Like, I'm just picturing, like, compared to the boat, probably a similar size. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That thing, with the sounds of it, it probably matched up to the boat pretty good. Like, that would be, that would scare the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> yeah damn 
Crystal Beach near Fort Erie was the scene of another sighting on May 5th, 1896. This time, there were four witnesses who watched for 45 minutes as a 30-foot creature with a dog-shaped head, pointy tail, uh, pointy tail churned up the water as it swam until finally disappearing before nightfall. An award of $100,000 has been offered by the Huron Lagoon Marina for the capture of Bessie, dead or alive. So they put out a oh $100,000 bounty to capture her or kill her. That is insane to me. And these people watch it for 45 minutes? Like that? No, that's like half that's a, a movie. That's a long time. That's not like a. Oh, I caught out the glimpse of my, you know, the corner of my eye. Like, they described this one as being 30 feet. So, I wonder if, like, the rest of its body was obscured or, um, or it's a different creature. I don't know. That's interesting. Like, all of these different sightings have been slightly different. Yeah, they're all slightly different, but also seem to be generally describing a similar creature. Yeah, almost as if it might be, like, different generations of a creature, perhaps? It would, ha- it would have to be. Because, like, the first time was in, like, 1793, mm-hmm. and this one is in 1896. Yeah, so it's So over a hundred years, yeah. yeah. Like, it would have to be, like, mm-hmm. either, like... And the differing in color, too. Like, it seems like there would at least have to be two of them to keep mating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for it, and for it to be going on that long, there have to be some kind of... Some kind of ecosystem going on. Able to support it, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a creature that size, imagine how much it must would have to eat to really, like, sustain itself. Oh, gosh. Well, they'd have to eat so much. I wonder if Lake Erie could even provide that much food for a creature like that. If it's as big as people say. It'd be interesting because, like, like there is sturgeon, which are fairly big fish. There's um, another type of fish that lives there called uh, bowfins that are also fairly big. So I wonder if that would be its main, like, food source is those types of fish or... Because I, it, it, there's no way it could be, like, a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there just wouldn't be enough, you know, vegetation for it to survive off of. Yeah, no, it's not eating krill or something like that. Bessie first earned the name Bessie in the Pennsylvania newsletter of Creature Chronicles in 1991. The other had reports of a serpentine monster in Lake Erie, and the article... Considered sightings that took place 30 years earlier. Bessie was described as 30 to 50 feet long reptile as around as a bowling ball and with long snake-like neck. The sightings recorded in the article contained sightings from 1960, 1969, 1981, 1983, 1985, 1989, and 1990. So 91, this article comes out and it includes all Jeez, of these sightings. So it kind of took everyone's sightings and put them all together to show how prevalent this creature is. 
and it was becoming very like like uh, I said earlier um, 30 years prior sightings mm-hmm. really picked up like for those 30 years they became more and more frequent um, which is interesting yeah because there I know there is actually um, like film uh, like blurry film and pictures um, from oh, that's the cool. 90s. Yeah, uh, of course, it's using 90s cameras, so uh, <laughs> not exactly the best uh, footage, but it's out there. So, like, I wonder how good the footage, though, was. You said it's 90s cameras, so... It's like 90s home... Okay, like, so... Camcorder, like, take your, you know... You could use it in the house to do your Christmas videos, and that was about it. <laughs> so it's not uh, going to get us any closer to def- definitively oh, having Bessie. I, it, could, it, could, it could be a man just swimming out there with his sticking okay. his arm out. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, it's not exactly the most definitive okay, but in the world. Like, but yeah, is, there's still interest, which is, which is cool. In 1995, in Pennsylvania's largest lake, reports of an unknown creature began. The reports started in 1995, but didn't really get any big attention until 1997, when a video of the creature and blurry photos were taken and even prompted a CNN.com article published June 12, 1997. The creature was said to be about 30 to 50 feet long in length and appears similar to a plethiosaurus or an ichthyosaurus, uh, marine reptiles that lived at the same time as the dinosaurs. So, um, I don't know if you've ever seen what an ichthyosaurus looks like, but it basically kind of looks like a giant um, prehistoric crocodile type thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which, for me, doesn't really sound like it would fit. Like, the plethiosaurus sounds no. much more like it would fit. Um yeah, the, the crocodile doesn't really doesn't really vibe with everything else that we've seen so far. Yeah, it's it's definitely though interesting that like even CNN wrote an article about it. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven with like I said about the video, with the video and blurry photos. <laughs> I, I one thing I never get about. Um, evidence in cryptozoology, like Bigfoot pictures or everything like that. Why does why does everybody all of a sudden just like become the most jittery person ever <laughs> when they're trying to take a picture? Uh, of it's because <laughs> you're you're enthralled and amazed, you would think, though, and you'd want to try to take the most like <laughs> oh no, for sure, and clear picture that you could. Oh yeah, it's like we can take the most amazing picture from the Mars rover on Mars, but we can't get a good picture of someone robbing a gas station. Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. Monsters in Lake Erie have been reported as recently as 2001, when a creature dubbed the Lake Erie Chopper first attacked near near Port Dover Pump House. In less than 24 hours, two unfortunate swimmers were left with vicious bite marks. It was the summer 
of 2001, 47-year-old Brenda McCormick was headed to a beach for a sunset swim. The waters were calm, the sky was golden, and nothing seemed amiss. Brenda had only just slipped into Lake Erie's cool, refreshing waters when she felt what she could only describe as a chomp on her right calf. Frantically, she made her way back to shore, only to discover a horrifying something horrifying. Imprinted on her calf muscle was six-inch series of circular puncture wounds. It was undeniably jaw-shaped. Brenda escaped with minor injuries, but the Lake Erie Chomper's appetite was far Chomper. from satisfied. The following... <laughs> the following morning, a local father took his son for a swim at that very same beach. The duo was so savagely attacked that the child needed medical attention. The doctor who examined the boy's injuries ruled out a number of creatures that could have produced such a bite. According to the doctor, only creature that could possibly have left such a mark was a bowfin. Bowfin are prehistoric looking fish with large mouths and strongly developed teeth. Uh, they're highly aggressive and nearly insatiable predator species. In fact, bowfin spend most of their time looking for something to eat. Bofin are non-specific predators, meaning they will chomp down on just about anything, including other bofin, and perhaps even on lucky swimmers. Bofin become particularly hostile when they're protecting their nests, which happens during weeks following the spawning in the summertime. Bofin prefer deep waters during the day, but at night they move into shallower waters. Perhaps the case of the Lake Erie Chomper has been closed. So, where does that leave Bessie? Not everyone buys the Bofin theory. Other theories about the true identity of Lake Gary Chomper range from young Bessies, to testing out their teeth for the first time, to pet piranhas who have been released into the lake. However, whatever is out there in Lake Erie, one thing is for sure, Bessie isn't going away anytime soon. Ooh, the little chompers. Oh, I can imagine them now, little baby Bessie chompers. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that there is this predatory fish yeah. out there and i'm i'm wondering like they describe it as prehistoric looking so like i've seen pictures of what a bowfin looks like while researching and they look like little dinosaurs oh. like they they look like something that wouldn't look at a place fighting off a t-rex if it got too close to the water like no joke oh my gosh they they don't get as big as Bessie, but I'm wondering if maybe a school of them or like a couple of them being spotted at once would be enough to give off that, uh, that like mistaken look. identity. Yeah. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting because um, if Bessie did, does exist, then I wonder if that sighting of her fighting something was her fighting, you know, cup of bowfin or something like that like it oh i wonder it's interesting that these predators they're in the same lake exactly these predators do live together Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was the story of bessie the lake erie monster Thank you so much for joining us, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the show with someone else who might enjoy it. If you have any suggestions for topics or have any stories to share, you can send us an email at thecreepycrypticpodcast at gmail.com, and follow us on Facebook at the Creepy Cryptic Podcast. 
Thanks again, everyone, and see you next time. Yeah, see you next time where we talk about The Exorcist and uh, get into that and dive into some behind-the-scenes stuff and talk about whether there was actually something supernatural going on. We shall see. Um, Thanks so much. Mm